Fleischman G. Sauer, presenting a variety entertainment directed by Rudy Valley. My time is your time, your time is my time. I owe everybody, this is Rudy Valley and Company. Permit us to do our Christmas greeting early by wishing you right here at the start a happy holiday season. And to present with our greeting these charming people. Baby Daniels and Ben Lyon. Hollywood's happiest couple in a domestic comedy sketch written for them by Mark Lewis. Lewis and Doty, veteran comedy team who bring to radio for the first time the song that kept them in vaudeville's top rank for many years. Val and Ernie Stanton, our old friends, the English Hilly Billiards, re- recently returned from a London engagement. The English singers of London, regarded in concert circles as the foremost interpreters of early English songs, particularly carols. A very merry Christmas then from the English singers Val and Ernie Stanton, Lewis and Doty, Ben Lyon, and B.B. Daniels. And Rudy Valley and James Wallington. Following the lead given us by Cole Porter on last Thursday's program, I felt that you should hear his more tuneful songs than anything goes. Tonight's program includes two My Personal Choice, I Get a Kick Out of You. Later on, we will play the song which affords Billy Gaxton his chance to protest his love to Bettina Hall all through the night. Champagne, mere alcohol doesn't thrill me at all, so tell me why should it be true that I get a kick out of you, some like that perfume from Spain, I'm sure that if I took even one whiff that would bore me terrifically too. Yet I get a kick out of you. I get a kick every time I see you standing there before me. I get a kick, though it's clear to me. Obviously don't adore me I get no kick in a plane Flying too high with some gal in the sky Is my idea of nothing to do Yet I get a kick 
Gallagher and Sheen, Lewis and Doty acquired a song quite a few years ago. Audiences liked the song so well they compelled the boys to sing it and sing it and sing it. They have in all, they tell me, 92 choruses of Charabaccia, or Hello, Hello, Hello. We won't hear all 92, but, and this is a fair warning, it's hard to stop the boys once they get going. Consequently, it is with some fear of the consequences that I present Lewis and Doty. Of a 
written on a subject that's puzzling to many people. We present Dr. R.E. Lee, Director of Spiceman Health Research, Dr. Lee. Thank you, Mr. Valley. Hey, not now. All right, if you insist, go ahead. I might, I might, while walking down the lane, we saw a man who must have been insane. He hit his head with a hammer till we thought he'd almost drop. He said, I like it cause it feels so good each time I stop. So, hello, hello, hello. Flies ought to stay single. Hello, hello, hello. American Society of Songwriters awards a quarterly prize of $2,500 for the outstanding song for the quarter year. My prediction is that Be Still My Heart will come pretty close to taking this prize as it is one of the loveliest combinations of melody and lyric evolved in a long time. Another popular tune just beginning to get a radio ride is Dancing With My Shadow from the English musical comedy Thank You So Much. Knocking at my door Love has come to say that we must part Be still my heart Just read those eyes Trembling lips that don't know where to start Even though you know they're telling lies Be still my heart She hears the rumbling of a drum. It bids her come and she must go. She's leaving me and leaving you for someone new. And though we'll miss her so, we'll never let her know. Don't cry, my heart. Even though our love has gone away, Coming back to us someday. Be still, my heart. Dancing with my shadow. Kind of blue Dancing with my shadow And making believe it's you Somewhere in a corner Nothing else to do Dancing with my shadow And making believe it's you In my dreams it seems that you're my own again Then I wake and find that I'm alone again Dancing with my shadow Feeling kind of blue Dancing with my shadow And making believe 
Umfer? No, no, dear, Umfer. It's a cross between mother and father. You know, um for mother and far for father. Umfer. Oh, you just let your imagination run away with you. Imagination? So you think your baby didn't say Umfer? You probably think he's too stupid to say Umfer. There you are, taking sides against your own flesh and blood. Oh, I didn't say anything of the kind, George. I just said that Yes, I, I know what you said. I have ears. And all that I can say is you're a fine mother taking sides against your own baby. Why, you didn't even say hello to Junior when you came in. Oh, I'm sorry. Hello, Junior, dear. Mm. Ah, he said it. He said it. My baby. Oh, darling, I have a big surprise for you and Junior. I made a big sale today and got a whopping commission. Oh, that's wonderful, darling. I'm going to give you a big kiss for that. And I... I didn't forget you, George. Guess what I bought you. Oh, Diana, not a... Yes, uh, an electric washing machine. Oh, you darling. An electric washing machine. Oh, what more could a man ask for? Well, there's nothing too good for my little husband. Well, darling, since we're on the subject, I have a little surprise for you, too. Oh, you have? What is it? Oh, you're like all the other wives. You never notice anything. Don't you see I'm wearing a new suit? How do you like it? Well, turn around. Uh Uh-uh. I don't like it. The pants are too long. Oh, but darling, the boys are all wearing long pants this year. Well, maybe I'm a little old-fashioned. But I liked it better when the boys wore knickers and showed a little more of their legs. And you have such nice legs, George. Well, as long as you like my legs, well, maybe you'll like this. What's that? A bathing suit. A bathing suit? Why, the bathing season is over. Yes, but it was such a bargain, I just couldn't resist it. Why, George, it has no top. Of course not. None of the boys are wearing tops this year. Well, you're one boy who's going to wear a top. You think I want all the women on the beach staring at my husband? Why, it's the very same kind of a suit that Jim Morse wears. That's all right for Jim Morse. He does a lot of things I wouldn't let my husband do. Well, I notice you look at him hard enough when he comes on the beach. I want to be just as attractive as the other boys. Well, anyway, you're not going to wear it. Oh, don't you think just because you're making the money here, you can order me around? Either that bathing suit goes back or there's no washing machine. No washing machine? No washing machine. Oh, well, all right, dear. Uh, Come on, honey, sit down. I've cooked your favorite dish for you. Oh, I'm not hungry. Oh, so you stopped at the club again and had a bite. Oh, by the way, I won't be home for dinner tomorrow night either. Oh, business again, huh? Well, this time I'll go to the office with you. Oh, no, you won't. You'll keep your nose out of that office. Remember, a man's place is in the home. Oh, I suppose that good-looking stenographer of yours, Henry Maxwell, will be there again. Oh, stop hand-packing me. There you are being jealous again. Jealous? If I ever catch that fellow taking dictation from you while sitting on your lap, I'll break him in two. <laughs> now, don't be silly. My relations with uh, Mr. Maxwell are purely a matter of business. Yes, I know his kind. Monkey business. He doesn't buy the expensive clothes he wears on the salary he's making. I, I'd better not catch you after I've given you the best years of my life. <laughs> Were those your best? Oh, sarcastic again. Well, if anybody has a right to be sarcastic around here, I have. Not you. Some good times you've been having. Monday night to a prize fight, Tuesday night to a Turkish bath, last night out on business, and business again tomorrow night. Wait a second, wait a second. I haven't said anything. But you've been having a pretty good time yourself. You've been out to three bridge parties this week. Oh, so you're going to throw that up to me. Oh, what do you expect me to do? Sit cooped up in the house all day waiting for you to come home? A man's entitled to play bridge once in a while as recreation from housekeeping. All right, all right. Let's not quarrel, honey. Say, 
What's that sticking out of your closet? Where? Oh, oh, that. That's nothing, dear. Well, maybe it's nothing to you, but it looks like a woman's skirt to me. Oh, it, it does, doesn't it? Oh, but it isn't Diana, really. What's her name? What? Uh, who, whose name? The woman you have hidden in that closet. A traveling saleswoman, I'll bet. A woman? Oh, why, darling... Don't you, darling me, open that closet. Oh, dear, please, don't. Oh, while I've been working hard at the office, trying to support you and our baby, some other woman has stolen your love. Open that closet. I won't. Open that closet or I'll break it down. Oh, all right. Why? Why, it's just a dress. Yes. I took that money you thought I lost at Bridge and bought a dress for your big Christmas present. Now you've spoiled everything. Oh, darling... George. No, don't touch me. <laughs> oh, I'm a thief. Will you ever forgive me? Oh, well, what are husbands for but to forgive? There, there, dear. Wipe your eyes. What time is it? 7.30. Oh, well, I'd better be getting back to the office. Oh, back to the office again. Do I have to sit up alone another night waiting for you to come home? Oh, I know it's rather hard on you. I've got it. Here's a dollar. Why don't you call up Fred Lewis and the boys and go to the movies? You can leave the baby with the Smith. Oh, all right, but I'm getting sick and tired of being a neglected husband. Here, dear, here's your coat. So long, darling. Oh, wait a second. It, it might be for you. Hello? Hello? Yes? Oh. Oh, it is. Oh, I see. Yes. Yes, I'll tell her. Goodbye. Who was it? Who was it? That was business. I mean your stenographer, Henry Maxwell. He said he'd be 15 minutes late for the theater tonight. Oh, let me explain, dear. Explain. You made your last explanation to me. Give me my baby. George, where are you going? Where am I going? I'm going home to father. the most popular Christmas song of the day, Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Ours not only includes the Norsemen and the Stewart Sisters, together with two other well-known Christmas songs, but two which yours truly, two little songs that I used to sing in the primary grades in Westbrook, Maine. Good boy. 
for goodness sake. No, you better watch out. You better not cry. Better not pout. I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to W-E-A-F, New York. Val and Ernie Stafford. Recently returned from London where they did very well, thank you. They may sound faintly English, but they hail from Fort Worth, Texas. Enter Val and Ernie Stanton. I'm glad they gave us the air. <laughs> Rather, Shishifus, am I right or am I right? Right you are. Oh, not at all. If any. Or thereabouts, I shouldn't wonder. You shouldn't wonder at what? What you said? Well, what did I say? <laughs> I haven't the slightest coincidence. <laughs> so have I. Here, will you leave off? We must carry on with a few imitations. Right, Ernie, take a running kick at it. I shall jolly well bash it about, old boy. Yes, uh, give it the doings. Shove off. Rather, I shall do it in fair dinkum. And as they say in Australia, Bonza. Not off, but before you take off, if you don't mind my asking, who, why, and what are we going to imitate? Well, I'm so glad you asked me. Who oh, it would make a difference. Well, we'll carry on with the idea Rudy so kindly suggested. He thought that we, just being back from England, should give our idea of the real English comedians having a go at it. Oh, I say, that's just ducky. Let's begin at the beginning. Lovely. What a novelty. Now, here we go. Now, I'm discovered preambulating, uh, sauntering, meandering, strolling. A tramping. You mean bumming about a bit? Y yes, no, certainly not. <laughs> now, don't be nasty, Val. What I'm doing is really walking out of a chemist's shop. A chemist's shop? Oh, I say. Hadn't you better say drugstore, as they say in the States? <laughs> Thanks very much. Your suggestion has been adopted. Drugstore it is. But, uh-uh, I espy you coming out of a cafe. Buffet. 
saloon. Well, I, I really had to come out sometime, you know. <laughs> Granted, but come out, yes, but not thrown out. Well, did I know that the bartender was an Irishman when I told an English joke? Well, why didn't you turn the joke around? Well, I, I did reach for a pretzel to give it a new twist. Oh, <laughs> what poppycock, such goings-on. Now, at this point, I greet you with salutations, etc., and so forth. And being a gentleman and a scholar, you respond with like ilk. Oh, give over, give over, Ernie. Where am I going to get an elk? I didn't say elk. I said ilk. Just the wording of a friendly greeting. Lord love a duck, I accept your apology. You must go to my house and have a pot of tea and some scones. Will you leave off? I want you to take a running scram at this one. Now remember, whatever I say to you, you say, I don't know. Right, oh, and all that sort of thing and stuff. Right, now look, what, what is it that an elephant... Oh, oh, steady, 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 old boy, I can't imitate an elephant. It's not an imitation, it's a pun. Oh. Now what is it that elephants have... That no other animals have. <laughs> Little elephants, oh, I do love having a go at a joke when I know the answer. <laughs> the healthy fish and chips, Val, you've gone and told the funny part. Have I? Of course you have. You should have said, I don't know. Oh, sorry, old boy. Have another go at it. Happy landing. Yeah, right you are. Yes, carry on. Slash it about a bit. Take a flying leap at it. <laughs> yes, now, look, this time I'm going to say to you, if a Chinaman goes into a dentist, at what time is it? Oh, lovely. Then I say, I don't know. What is it that elephants have that no other animals have? Oh, here, here, wait a minute. Leave off. You're at it again. What do you want from me? Little elephants. Oh, I say I am enjoying this. <laughs> Joke over. I'll have to get you out of the zoo and away from the elephants. And you stop monkeying around. We'll get back to the dentist office. Oh, of course, of course. What happened to the Chinaman with the toothache? Lord love a duck, Val, you're fair off. You're balmy. Up the pole, I believe you're crazy. Oh, dear me. Don't cast asparagus. I'll have you understand that I'm a self-made man. Are you apologizing or bragging? Oh, dear. Now, listen. A Chinaman goes into a dentist. What time is it? What time is it? Yes. A yes. Chinaman goes into a dentist. What time is it? Why, it's of, uh, it, uh, No, like, uh... I can see by that blank look on your face that you don't know. That you'll never know. So I'm going to tell you. It's 2.30. Understand? 2.30. 2.30. Now, oh, he doesn't know yet. <laughs> oh, ah, he's got it, he's got it. <laughs> Little elephants, and they also have trunks. No, that settles it. Go on, hop it, Governor, hop it. Do you hear something? Not now. No, no. Well, I didn't know that you could going to take the ringing of a bell. Hey, don't be a fool, you fool. That's not me. There must be someone at the door. It can't be. The window's open. You're both wrong, gentlemen. It's the telephone, and it must be important or they wouldn't call it this time. Here's the phone. Please answer. Right you are. Give me the phone. Are you there? Yes, this end's ready. It is your nickel. You speak first. It must be a Scotch phone. Now, I won't tell you who's this and tell me who's that. No. 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 Yes, I said no. Oh, over there. Yes, I think not. But it makes no... No, never mind. Oh, my. <laughs> what do you think of that? <laughs> yes, of course. Uh, I know, but what, what date? The 15th of January... I beg your pardon. You said the 15th of February. Oh, it might have been the 10th of December. Oh, oh yes, of course. Uh, oh, my. Yeah. Well, won't you sit down? Oh, you can't sit down. An accident. Somebody kicked you in the stomach when your back was turned? <laughs> yes, I get it. Oh, you got it. Yes, of course you did. Yes. <laughs> well, well, goodbye, then. You what? You did. You say I did? He did. Oh, he didn't. <laughs> yeah, he, he was going to. Ah, he couldn't. Oh, my. Well, goodbye. I say, Ernie, who was that on the telephone? Uh, wrong number. Oh, my God. <laughs>
Oh, I say, Val, this band sounds terribly off-key. What are they playing? Wrong number. Oh. A little joke over. Well, let's carry on with our imitations this time of music. All right, just an imitation. Carry Texas. on. <laughs> Do you play? Do I play? Some there. I do know that I played before the King and Queen of England. Oh, lovely. A command performance. Yes. Uh, what happened? That they gave the wrong command. Was I boined up? <laughs> what a nerve. Then Oh, I say, they'll leave off. Where, where's your British accent? I believe Ruthie Val is using it. Rather. And if you're going to carry on with your imitation of music on those uh, jolly gadgets, then we're going to augment you on an impeditor. It's time to take a running kick at it. Bash it about a bit, have a go. Give it the doings, do it in, take a flying leap and all that. So okay, I... Toots. concoction for many things goes. Certainly Mr. Porter was brushed by the wings of the muse when he sat himself down to write this latest group of songs. This is, as if you didn't know, All Through the Night. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
again. I can dream. I have the right to be close to you all through the night. We dramatize now an incident from life, an actual experience that happened to Miss Peggy Poole. And I was true to everyone I had a half a dozen And ended up with none The other night I took a book Off the shelf Found out that history repeats itself I read about King Henry And I discovered that he Had the same kind of woman Trouble as me Six women didn't last me very long Six women put the blues Into my song Six women done two good men wrong. Me and the Henry the Eighth. Six times I had to take it on the chin. Six times I took a chance and didn't win. Six times somebody else chiseled in on me and the Jaime the Eighth. Henry was a mighty king, a mighty king was he. Look what they did to a king. What chance was there for me? Six women made me take it like a chump. Six women gave it to me with a bump. Six women shattered all of faith in me and the Henry VIII. The same as old King Henry, my first was Catherine. A long and lanky, loving mama who was tall and thin. One day the fleet came in and there were sailors all about. Well, boys, the fleet was in and I was out. Well, boys, the fleet was in and he was out. My second was the redhead, and I think that her name was Anne. I walked into my flat one day, and there was a traveling man. He grabbed his hat and coat, and I yanked out my 44. Well, Annie doesn't live there anymore. No, Annie doesn't live there anymore. I thought I'd try again, and I got a girl whose name was Jane. And I was awfully good to her, but it was all in vain. One day I had a Frigidaire delivered to her door. But she ran off with the Iceman a half an hour before. She ran off with the Iceman a half an hour before. The fourth one weighed 200 pounds, the kind the Greeks prefer. Did you ever see a truck walking? Well, I did. That was her. And every day she beat me up till I was blue and black. So I telegraphed her husband to come on and take her back. We telegraphed her husband to come on and take her back. The fifth one was a big, fat blonde, a black sheep in disguise. She had that thought of come up and see me sometime looking her eyes. 
She was the most peculiar lady, and I found out that she was a fake. So I sent her back with a note that said, somehow it didn't take. Then came number six, a girl who gave me such a thrill that every time I kissed her, I gave her a dollar bill. And when I asked her where she got her tens and twenties too, she said, why, darling, everyone is not as stingy as you. Six women didn't last me very long. Six women put the blues into my song. Six women done two good men wrong. Me and Henry. English Singers, under the leadership of Mr. Cuthbert Kelly. Organized by Mr. Kelly in London shortly after the war, this group of six singers has won international recognition as the most skillful interpreters of early English music. Since 1925, they have visited this country each year at Christmas time. We are honored to bring you their first radio concert this year. Mr. Kelly has selected three carols for tonight's program. The first, seldom heard in this country, is called I Saw Three Ships. I saw three ships come sailing in on Christmas Day, on Christmas Day. I saw three ships come sailing in on Christmas Day in the morning. going to sing the carol called Silent Night. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yorkshire carol called We've Been a File A-Wandering. It is supposed to be sung by wassailers. For several hundred years in England, it was the custom at Christmas time for these wassailers to go from house to house singing carols. Wassail means be well, or as we should say, good luck. This carol has for its refrain, may God bless you and send you a happy new year. Already more than three million people are eating the new Fleischmann's XR I might. <laughs> A Scotchman told his boys that Santa Claus would bring them lots of toys. On Christmas Eve, he sneaked out, shot a gun off right outside. Then told his boys that Santa Claus committed suicide. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. We wish you a Merry Christmas. Hello, hello.
another Feisman G-Star with a notable cast of principals. This is Rudy Valley bidding you all good night. Good night.